Yeah. <laughs> uh, fencing. Have you seen a good fencing movie? Okay. Bes- uh, We're par- kind of getting in the weeds. Besides <laughs> Parent Trap, have you seen a good fencing movie? <laughs> Parent Trap was an average fencing movie at best, no. okay yeah we're getting a little too (laughs) well hello everyone welcome back to the we don't watch everything podcast i say welcome back assuming you've been here before Ah, self-deprecating humor. (laughs) Part of the brand. Um, We are a podcast for entertainment, about entertainment. Uh, I am Ben, and my other host is... Did you forget my name already? No. (laughs) My name is Phil. Definitely did not forget your name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are both really excited because it's Super Bowl week, uh, and... We are in a sports mood, if you will. So uh, we've got some great sports content headed your way. Big sports episode. week this week. Big sports. Big football week. week too. Well, the biggest football week. I yeah. What? Well, the, with the news, uh, NCAA football, a lot of football news. Yeah, well, we'll start with that. Um, both of us big fans of the NCAA football franchise. So earlier this week, when EA announced that they were bringing back the beloved NCAA football video game franchise what was what was your first reaction my first reaction is oh cool i get to care about college sports again because (laughs) i i am a huge i'm a huge professional sports fan can't say i really care about uh college sports all that much besides what it means for like the draft and Mm -hmm. whatever but uh this will give me a fun excuse to get into college sports again i can't wait yeah no i'm excited too it's one of the best video game franchises ever it's it's you'll have to fun. you'll have to upgrade your console, huh? <laughs> I definitely do not uh, still play a PlayStation Two with NCAA 08. Definitely not the case. So, um, well, I'm sure it'll be on PS4, and you'll be able to get one of those much cheaper here in soon. In about ten years. Well, now that I'll, the now that the PS5 is out, I'm sure you can, you'll be able to get a PS4 used somewhere pretty cheap. Yeah. Well, I, I I'm just happy that the overall concept of the game is back. I think I I really missed it being out um this whole time i think it's one of the better sports video game experiences it kind of trumps madden oh in, yeah in, in my opinion um it's kind of the, the pageants the pageantry and the fun of college football all the different game modes with dynasty and, and career and all that stuff road to glory yeah, yeah i was always a road to glory guy yeah it's, it's I, I i like to build a dynasty from pick one of the worst programs build from the ground up who was your team what team did you always the pick? Georgia Southern Eagles. Georgia Southern. I used Old Dominion. That's that was always my team. Yeah. <laughs> we all. Everyone has their crappy team that they always did that with. <laughs> and then you keep an eye out for them in the real world too. Yeah. But the, the the fun of that is you you really get to like make it your own identity as a program, and as you build and get your own players and recruit your own players, it really feels like something you've created. Um, it's something I've been a big fan of, and I'm excited <laughs> to see what changes they make when they bring it back. Yeah, uh, I'm interested to see how it works because how are they going to be allowed to do it now? Like, yeah, the- there, there was another a big issue with it was a licensing thing, obviously, with being able to take the likeness of um, student athletes since they were amateurs and not professionals. I'm not really sure 
Honestly, well, they don't even that. have to do that for me to be interested, though. Like, yeah. they could just start every program with, like, generic players that right. have nothing to do with real players, and I would still get it. Like, I, I wouldn't care. Yeah, and, and that's the thing about college football games versus NFL games is college players are there for such a shorter amount of time, and you're not really as invested with the actual, you know, stars and players as you would be mm-hmm. with the NFL. Um, but... Um, well, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Um, and it just may get me to move out of the dark ages and upgrade a console, but, but no promises. But you're probably not here to hear us talk about um, <laughs> video games video we played games as a kid <laughs> <laughs> or still play. Um, but uh, the topic of today, with it being Super Bowl week and all, we thought we would delve into a genre that is both among our favorites, um, and that is sports movies. No matter the sport, I know it's Super Bowl Sunday, but I, we're going to be talking about a few different sports. Yeah, not, not just football here, so uh, we got a lot to look forward to. Um, how we're going to do this, uh, we like to be kind of creative in how we structure things. So um, we're, we're kind of going to pick categories and pick movies based on those categories. So why don't you kind of explain what your philosophy is yeah. with that? So we wanted to define what a good sports movie is and give you guys we each did five categories of or five themes that all great sports movies have not maybe not all but most great sports movies are going to have at least a few of these categories right or ideas in them and so i i want to say first of all i have five movies and five different themes and i would say all five of my movies pretty much have all five one of them is pretty is pretty big, and you could argue that they each have it, but they might not. Um, so I'm 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 not saying that each movie I have is the best at this. I'm just saying it's the one I chose to talk about it for this example. Right. But because I, I really do feel like all five of my movies kind of portray at least at least three or t- at least three, maybe all five of these. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat too. Um, each one is different. Each movie is different, has its own, you know, elements and charms to it. But I feel like a lot of the top, I'm not saying top sports movies, period, just the ones that I tend to enjoy mm. have most or all of um, these elements. And, you know, you can go back and forth on what you think is the best. But, um, there, yeah, I think that there's a very particular set of things that go into making a movie relatable enjoyable for me so uh should i go first or well i was gonna say our longest pod to this point i think is 55 minutes we might have hit an hour with uh with the bingeable show one i think we went just over an hour okay well i'm over under on this like is this over under an hour podcast i i'm gonna say over i mean i would got some things to say i know you've got some i would say that's a pretty safe bet (laughs) i think they're gonna not be starving for discussion yeah what uh so ben what is not what's your first theme and what movie are you using to represent that theme uh the first one i'm going to go with the theme is a specific and carefully crafted setting and okay for that one i chose a sports movie that's very near and dear to my heart and that is hoosiers okay uh, have you seen hoosiers i have seen hoosiers i think i watched it with you maybe i don't remember that it, i think we were playing happen. basketball in high school together at the time um, we might have seen it i've only seen it once and it's been a while okay. so enlighten me well and i picked this one as the carefully crafted setting so if you don't know hoosiers is about um 
a rural Indiana town in the 1950s, um, basketball crazy state, basketball crazy town, school, all of that. And um, it, it's kind of the story of a coach coming in from the outside from New York who really doesn't understand the tradition and the background and everything. He's got kind of his own reasons for being there, which I won't really get into because that's sort of a, a spoiler alert there. But um, what, what the movie does so well is captures kind of the heart and the joy of a, a small town basketball environment. And you feel like you're stepping like into a time machine and, and going you know back in time and like feel like you're actually there. Like everything from the original gym um, to the uniforms, kind of the the whole pageantry and the setup, the, the atmosphere just feels so real. Like, like I obviously have no idea what it was actually like to be at a high school basketball game in Indiana in the nineteen fifties, but um, this movie really makes you feel um, like you're there, and, and that just you can tell they put so much care um, in, into crafting it, um, and really really wanted to make something that was really indicative of the time period. And and that kind of is what elevates it. It has other elements that work really well in it, but that's something that just is strong from start to finish. And it, it really contributes to the realism and, you know, being able to be invested in it uh, from beginning to end. Well, cool. I guess I'll have to watch it again. I don't remember much of that. Yeah, it's, it's worth a few rewatches because you start to pick up um, you start to pick up things like with any movie you watch um, but uh, Gene Hackman turns in a really good performance um, it, it is a little bit different from a lot of sports movies where it's very coach focused not so much okay. player focused you know that's a big theme in a lot of sports movies is, is the brotherhood uh, or sisterhood aspect and you know building bonds and overcoming obstacles but it's a lot more of a, a character study um the setting is a little bit more of like a metaphor for what the main character and the coach is, is going through. Um, but I, I think it's a must watch for anyone who's trying to fill out their list of um, sports movies for sure. Well, I guess I didn't do my research. For this well, you've seen it once. That's, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> forgivable. Uh, and I knew if anyone was going to pick basketball, like if I knew anyone was going to pick Hoosiers on this pod, it would be you. Yeah, Cause I just missed out on going to the NBA Exactly. Yeah, I'm really good. Actually, no, um, the two of us here, one of us is a college athlete, and that person is not me, so. Oh. <laughs> we're tooting your horn already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's no? Not, that's not something we need to talk about. Um, so it's my turn? Or yeah. do, you want to, do you have any more that you want to talk about? No, that, I pretty much covered it. I'd say you just have to go see for yourself um, okay. with Hoosiers. You, you're stepping into a different world. Thing you <laughs> when you turn that one on so I'll, I'll, I'll leave you to that all right let us know on twitter if you would like us to do a uh film a commentary for the movie hoosiers so you Ooh. can so you can watch it with us Ooh, we've yeah. been talking about maybe doing a commentary like that and i think hoosiers might be a decent one yeah because we have both perspectives and some of them see it a lot some of them not so much and i can ruin it and spoil it the whole time and you ruin everything yeah so uh, let me just go <laughs> so my first I'm going to start off strong and I'm also going to start off with one of the two movies I know we share just to let the audience know we shared what movies we would be talking about but we did not share the themes we would be using them right. for uh, so my first theme 
I called Muddy's Your Vision. So we in 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 sports movies, you tend to know, like you tend to have the feeling that like may they're probably gonna win at the end. Like every once in a while, like the the movie decides to the movies decide to go the other way and they actually don't win. But most of the time you know they're gonna win. Mm -hmm. And like you know it's gonna work out well. And if even if they don't win, you know it's gonna end pretty well for everyone. Sure. And so I said money's your vision because sports movies, especially like maybe the stakes aren't that high, especially if you know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I think a good sports movie muddies your vision to the point where it still can get you on the edge of your seat. You still are not sure if it's going to have a good ending. You're not sure if they're going to win the game. And uh, I think th this movie especially could have gone for any one of the five. Uh, but I think this was just the one it fit most the best for me for how I wanted to organize this. I chose remember the Titans for this. Okay. It's a classic. <laughs> and it's, it is a true story. Um, it did like, this did happen. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen quite like this, I guess, but uh, TC Williams high school was the, was the combination in, in Virginia. Do you remember what year it was? Sixties, uh, seventies. I want to say it was, late 1960s i'm not sure Don't yeah me on that. um but they were it was the the racial integration of a high school so they, it was the first high school in virginia with black and white students and they had a football team where it was the first experience the first like the high the first high school kids that really were merged were these kids because they didn't start school until later and before after the football team was already uh camping out to get or going to camp together <coughs> so all right um, so uh obviously it has high stakes and like this is important stuff um so through the first half of the movie you're watching and it's it's football camp and it's like and there's a lot of racial tension mm -hmm. and so you're on the edge of your seat where it's like is this gonna work like are these guys gonna like figure it out so you're it muddies your vision because you're like it does do a good job of like making you not think they might be able to do it right yeah um, I don't know. It, it, it is pretty funny. I, I, I'm going to stop here to ask you this. You, so, you know, the guy, the kid who plays the offensive lineman who never like really figures it out and stays racist the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. How would you feel to be casted in like this amazing, <laughs> like sports movie with Denzel Washington and you're like the worst person. Okay, in it. So, so <laughs> your role is going to be, you're the only person who stays a racist. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, man, that's a tough cast. There's not a lot of there. I mean, like I, I would, I would be okay with acting at some point. That would, I think it would be fun. There's not a lot of roles I would turn down if they were just offered right now. That is absolutely <laughs> what, what I would turn down. <laughs> You're not typecasting me as the racist kid. Yeah, um, like, who, who are they like? throwing out flyers to to come and audition for that <laughs> okay so we've got this role in mind do you hopefully you wouldn't have people lining up for that yeah so but at first you're not sure if the team's going to be able to mesh but then after it starts to mesh and it goes well you're not sure if the team's going to win games mm -hmm. like it comes out that the school board doesn't want denzel washington to really be the coach but they they were kind of put in a position where they felt they had to so they were going to wait until the first game that he lost and then they were going to can him. And so he just goes undefeated and they end up winning. Well, I guess I, I will say they do end up winning this one. 
Um, and the real they they win like on the last second play in the movie. In the act in actuality, like this team won state by like forty points. Right. Like, I, I, I remember <laughs> reading um, something about this about the actual true story. It's like they they drummed up a lot of the drama. In the yeah. Movie to make it to make it look like it was tense and exciting, but really they they just rolled everybody. Mm. They were they were dominant. They were so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I I don't know. This movie has to go down as a Mount Rushmore sports movie for me at least. Denzel, no one controls the screen like Denzel Washington, and he is in his prime in this movie, mm -hmm. and he is just he's so great. Um, I think this movie might be the most goosebump movie for me. Okay. Like ev every scene from the left side, strong side scene, I'm either I either have goosebumps or I'm smiling. Yeah, yeah. like PD's either either make making some dumb comment that makes me laugh or there's some moment between Jules and uh, the white linebacker kid's name. I can't remember right now, but uh, that's given me goosebumps and there's awesome sports scenes. The, the actors do a pretty good job of playing football. Um, but yeah, this absolutely movie. I know you had this on your list. So if you want to pick it up, I, so that's, I, I put it in for muddying your vision and keeping you keeping you on your toes the whole time, even though you probably know where it's going. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I did have this movie. It's definitely up there for me. For my money, it's one of probably the most quotable sports movie ever. One of the most oh, quotable movies ever. Every line is just. Does the term complete. "cruel and unusual punishment" <laughs> mean anything to you? Um, it, yeah, it's it's one of my favorites uh, for sure, and. I, I came at it from a little bit of a different angle um, than you did, although you're very right about, you know, the tension and muddying the vision and not quite knowing what's going to happen. Um, but the angle that I took with it was I put it under the category of the focus is on something wider and larger than sports itself. And it's kind of a hit you over the head example with it. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's obviously not just a football movie. It's a movie about, um, acceptance and, and reconciliation and overcoming prejudice and, and working with other people. Um, the scene in Gettysburg is yeah, pretty yeah. incredible. He takes them out and, and reminds them of, of their heritage. Um, and it's it really, um, it hits, it hits that check mark pretty well. I mean, like I said, it kind of hits you over the head of like, it's, it's not nothing really metaphorical about it. It's, people of different backgrounds and races having to work together. But when you realize the pressure that they're under, um, even when they do start accepting each other and working together, everyone else, it seems like is rooting against them. All the teams they play, even their own friends and families start to like drift away from them and, and disapprove of them. Um, and kind of have, having to deal with that, but there, there's so many more things to like about it than just what I talked about and what, what you talked about. I mean, I've seen this one a million times and it's got a lot of stars. Um, and this was, I believe came out in 2000. So it's got a lot of stars and people who are famous now who are, you know, closer to high school age. Mm -hmm. um, back Ryan Gosling, the most stands, best uh, example. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really fun to um, see those guys kind of at a, at a different stage. It really picks up on the, the brotherhood aspect of sports too. Oh, absolutely. Like what, what it's like to, um, be on a team and joke around with each other and everything. It's definitely up there for me. I, I definitely put it as a top five 
sports movie. Um, the thing that would keep it from being, you know, very top of the list for me is it does kind of buy into the, it does get a little bit cheesy, I would say. Like the, the football action to me is a mm-hmm. little bit almost like cartoonish or like over-exaggerated. Um, and that's not really the point of the movie. It's saying, saying something larger than that, but um, little little things like that. It, it kind of has that gloss of, you know, added drama to it. And that goes along with making all the games close and competitive, which they were. Yeah. Got to make a movie out of it. Yeah. So <laughs> not really that much, not really all that much fun if they just roll everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Although if someone could make a good movie about that, I'd be impressed. But no, that, and that reminds me a little bit too, speaking of, you know, kind of drumming up the drama, um, have you seen the movie Glory Road? I don't think so. Is so that, any that, that one's a, kind of similar. It's uh, from around the same time period. It's about uh, this is the nineteen late nineteen fifties, I believe, and Texas Western, which is now University of Texas El Paso, and um, it was one of the first Division One colleges to like first of all have black players on their team. And, but this coach comes in and he makes like his whole roster black players and it really riles people up and really gets people, you know, turned against them and everything. And it's kind of the same idea of like acceptance and brotherhood and, and overcoming your prejudice. But um, with that one, they, they, you know, they have the dramatic setup where the coach comes in he gets their players, they bond and they go win the championship that year. But in real life, they didn't actually win the championship until like multiple years later but that would have made as good of a disney yeah so we wouldn't have anything to talk about otherwise (laughs) uh so am i up for my next category here or is it is it your turn well it's up to you i have i i actually have that same category as well really yeah well so what what did you call your category i I call that that the focus is on something wider and larger than just the game itself I did have my, my, what I called it was greater significance. Gotcha. Probably so, putting more eloquently than me. Uh, well, as usual. Yeah. Um, so I said greater significance. So not all sports movies need it, but some are very based on his, historical thing, whether it's historically significant or just the theme of the movie. Um, and this one, it, it may not be the most entertaining or the best sports movie ever, but for this reason, and because I'm a Dodger fan, I had to put, I had to, I had to do 42. Once again, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Um, he was incredible. He was an incredible Jackie Robinson. So if anybody doesn't know the story of Jackie Robinson, uh, he was the first, um, African-American black man to cross the color line and play professional baseball uh, in the MLB. Uh, The Dodgers owner at the time, Branch Rickey, signed him. Not necessarily because he was this like great guy who was like racially sensitive, but he just wanted the Dodgers to win. Mm -hmm. And Jackie Robinson was really, really really freaking good at baseball. Um, And so 42 is the story of Jackie Robinson's first year in the MLB where he got a lot of flack. Like he, he, had, he dealt with a lot of crap mm-hmm. uh, 
whether it be death threats, racist comments on the field, getting thrown at all the time. And I think the movie did a good job of showing like how hard it was for him to stay quiet and to to not react and to not fight back because if he fought back more more black African American baseball players wouldn't be able to join the MLB. Right. But if he could do it, there was a chance that more could. And the Dodgers actually brought in a couple more in the next couple of years. Uh, I think Roy Campanello was one of the first ones. Um, may he rest in peace as well. Also Jackie Robinson. Um, but Roy Campanella, MVP catcher for the Dodgers as well. Um, so the movie is very good. Chadwick is a great, gives a great performance as Jackie. Um, the Dodger uniforms are still so crisp. Same as they've always been. Always have been. Yeah, um, so we could talk about your Royals stealing the <laughs> uniform later if you want. Uh, <laughs> just change the words on the front. But, yeah, I mean, not a whole ton to say. I mean, I know it's not a Dodger movie. It's right. a Jackie Robinson movie. But as a Dodger fan, I have I have the, at least what I would say, the the authority to claim authority. it a little uh, bit. A little right. bit more than your normal <laughs> sports fan. Yeah, no, I, I'm a big fan of that one, too. I, I do really resonate with what you say about it's not the best quote-unquote sports movie. Um, I can't really put my finger on why it isn't. Um, it, it's, it, it's not really focused on, like, they do show a lot of field, but it doesn't, like, end with, like, at least I don't, I guess I probably should have rewatched it. It doesn't end with him winning the World Series. It just right. ends with him being more accepted mm -hmm. in the league and Pee Wee Reese putting his arm around him and... Um, so it's it, it, but he does win a couple World Series, by the way. Yeah, I don't know if you know that, but he does, but not in the movie. Yeah, well, uh, and the whole point though of why the Jackie Robinson story in general is so significant is, and I don't need to lecture you about this. I mean, you know about this already, but um, it wasn't just that you had a black player breaking the color barrier. It was the fact that baseball in most senses literally was America and represented America mm -hmm. at the time, the, the biggest sport, the national pastime. And the fact that you had um, a black man breaking into the mainstream like that was a sign of progress and equality. And a lot of people were really opposed to it. And he had, he had to deal with that. So it wasn't just the fact that he was breaking a barrier in a sport. It's more about what it was saying about, where society was headed in general. And I mean, who better than Chadwick Boseman to tell yeah. a story like that? He does a really good job. Um, fun side piece. My grandpa was a history professor, but most importantly was a professor of baseball history mm -hmm. for 50 years. And um, one day I asked him, I was like, how, how good would Jackie Robinson be if he played today? And he was like, without skipping a beat, didn't even look up from his cereal. Just goes, he'd be the best leadoff hitter in the game. <laughs> I don't <laughs> doubt it. I was like, okay, that's all I need to know. <laughs> he was that good. He was a, a multi-sport star at UCLA as well. Mm -hmm. So just to give a little Jackie Robinson bio, he was a track star as well. But he probably could have played professionally in another sport too, right? He, he, he could have been a professional football player, yeah, I think. Yeah, he was yeah. really, really good. But... Yeah, and there's a reason why um, he's remembered so well, not only for how he played, but, you know, what he represented and how he was kind of a microcosm for the direction America was moving in. 
Um, I, I do, I do remember that scene you're talking about, um, where Pee Wee Reese puts his arm around him. That that stands out to me as one of my favorite sports movie scenes. It, yeah, ever. it's it's iconic. It's I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it. <laughs> and, and not not just because we're talking about the yeah. Dodgers. And it's it's one of those things where it's like I'm gonna think about that scene every every Jackie Robinson day when all the players yeah. are wearing 42. Yeah, I'm gonna think about that every time. And that's also funny. Um, I I bring that scene up because the actor who plays. Uh, that's no way. Is that him? Pee Wee Reese. Is that Winchell? Uh, Lucas Black. We'll, that, we'll get there. That's Winchell. I won't say too much about it now because I won't ruin what is... I won't say the bad things that I have to say. I knew I recognized that guy. <laughs> to ruin... Okay, um, what's your next that category? Great scene. So we'll circle back to that because we'll have a lot more to say about uh, <laughs> Mike Winchell and, and company. <laughs> but the uh, next category I'm going to go with, since we started with baseball... Uh, since it's February and spring training is not right that around, far away, right around the corner, even though it's like 50 degrees below zero here. Hopefully by this time tomorrow, Trevor Bauer will be a Dodger. <laughs> you never know who's going to end up being a Dodger. You really so, don't. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, staying on the theme of baseball, um, I don't know if you've seen this movie even though I lent it to you. I haven't. I haven't watched <laughs> it yet. Even better. <laughs> um, but the category is understandable, but not necessarily likable characters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> We're going off the rails. Okay. <laughs> um, but this kind of goes along with an overall character philosophy thing for me is I can really appreciate when a movie lets you understand and kind of walk in the shoes of a character without necessarily really liking them or rooting for them. Um, that's a really good sign of characterization, both performance and, you know, how well they actually write the character. And the movie is Sugar. Um, it's another baseball movie and it's Really, really, it's actually a, a much smaller movie. Um, I hadn't heard of it for a long time. It wasn't until a few years ago when I actually watched it. Uh, I have to go back and see what the details are on who produced it exactly, but it's more along the lines of almost like an indie film, not high budget at all. But it basically follows the journey of um, a, a baseball prospect from the Dominican Republic to um, the minor leagues in America. Um, and his name is Miguel and all the challenges that go along with that. And he, he doesn't speak English. He doesn't understand the culture. Um, he has a really hard time adjusting and everything, but why I say the relatable, but not necessarily likable character is he's kind of, um, he kind of struggles being like a hothead and he kind of struggles with pride and kind of finds his identity and, you know, just being like the best at baseball and everything and doesn't really know how to survive outside of the context where he grew up and um, seeing like the journey he has to go on and adjusting and, and changing. Um, and he's, he, do, he does become more likable as the movie goes on and kind of um, deals with all of the things he has to deal with. But um, it, it's also a very subtle movie. It doesn't hit you over the head with anything and the sports are kind of, kind of take a backseat to the overall message. Um, and I, I won't spoil it too much because I think you would really um, enjoy this movie too. But Let us know on Twitter if you want us to do a commentary <laughs> on Sugar. 
Yeah, but um, and he, and I don't just like it because he's with the Royals organization. Oh gosh, going up, but we're a bunch of it, homers it actually, over here. <laughs> um, it actually makes the Royals organization look not so great. There are well, they do that characters. on their own. So. <laughs> uh, World Series ring in the last you know five years, but it's okay. Yeah, the most entitled fan base on the planet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we can talk about something else now. Keep going, keep going. (laughs) Why should Um, I watch Sugar? Well, if you love baseball, which I know you do, you would like this one. Um, A really good character journey, though. Um, There's pretty much no English spoken in the first 20 to 30 minutes of the movie. You kind of get used to the environment that he's in, and then as he transitions to the United States, and he's a complete you know, fish out of water. He doesn't understand anything from I mean, the language barrier, but he doesn't understand how to order at a restaurant. He doesn't understand um, basic, you know, team practices. He doesn't understand the coaching that he's getting. And um, the only thing really driving him is having to, you know, stay in the league and provide for his family, who's kind of impoverished uh, back in the Dominican Republic. And it even gets to a point where, he gets injured and he has to, you know, he's trying to make a recovery, but it's just not going well. And he slips into using, you know, PEDs to try to recover illegal substances. And it kind of rides the line between, um, he doesn't necessarily know or even understand that it's wrong. And even if he kind of does, you can tell the only reason he's doing it is because he knows it's the only way to stay healthy and take care of his family. Um, so it kind of flies in the face of, you know, what you would think someone would be using PEDs for. You know, it's just to, you know, get an unfair advantage or, or something like that. But um, addresses things larger than baseball with a really, really nice um, character story for sure. So Well, cool. I like it. I dig it. You like it? Yeah, I haven't even seen it. Well, I'll, I definitely will give it a watch at some point. Yeah, you know how we are about watching <laughs> DVDs. We've know. we've lent to each other. <laughs> you don't know if you're going to get it back or not. So, okay, what have we done so far? We've done four categories I have, and three movies. I have talked about three of my five movies. Oh my gosh, we're farther than this. I thought we were. Um, we haven't gotten to Friday Night Lights yet. So. <laughs> no, we haven't. Um, so you you've talked about three movies. Yeah, uh, Sugar, Hoosiers, and Remember the Titans. Okay, so I've talked about... You've talked about Remember the Titans, 42, and... I think I've only talked about those two. Haven't I only talked about those two? Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback off of your thing where you said understandable, not necessarily likable all the time. Um, in Sugar, did he, did the main character have what you'd call like a direct mentor? Um, that you the got thing to is, he kind of struggles to find it, and okay. every time, but he's looking it, for it. He, he he has them for a short period of time, okay. and then they kind of disappear. So he, okay. he he has his whole community kind of rallies around him and helps get him to where he is to being you know a good prospect. But then he leaves that, and he's kind of okay. all alone. Okay. Then he has a player from Venezuela who's kind of he's older and he's bouncing back and forth between the minors and the majors who. They're culturally more the same and they speak the same language and he kind of helps them. Okay. And then he leaves, he gets cut and he's kind of on his own again, but he's built a bond with an American player in the minors. He's their top draft pick from Stanford. Who's an American and speaks no Spanish, but they build 
kind of a deep bond just through baseball, even though they can't really communicate. And then he gets called up eventually and he keeps losing mentors and that kind of makes him <laughs> go in a downward cycle. Kind of represents like the whole farm system for yeah. major league teams as well. Uh, I ask because my next category or theme is the idea of a hero and his mentor. Mm. So uh, I also said a likable hero. So the protagonist is typically like someone I want to win. Mm -hmm. And then the idea of like the training with his mentor. And so honestly, I think, I think it's safe to say that I chose my favorite sports movie for this. Okay. Um, but I chose the movie Creed. Okay. All right. And I absolutely think that this one fits all five of my categories. I think the greater significance one is a bit of a stretch, but I said like it's carrying on the will of right. Rocky. It's not doing its own. It, thing. It, it's it's carrying on Rocky, which is the greatest sports franchise of all time. So like I think it's or movie french sports movie franchise of all time we it's all not, it itself is not it itself is not its own sports <laughs> franchise <laughs> um uh creed directed and mostly written by one of my favorite directors ryan coogler uh two straight podcasts mentioned ryan coogler with uh he directed black panther as well you come back next week for number three uh, we could I, I would absolutely we could talk about fruitvale station next week and get them three times in a row uh the cast uh michael b jordan's the main character he plays adonis creed who is the are we allowed to curse on this podcast it's not i mean not using it he, he is the bastard son of apollo uh apollo creed right uh, the once best friend slash rival of Rocky Balboa mm -hmm. and who obviously perished in the fourth Rocky movie. The hands of... Uh, what, what was his... The Russian guy? What was his name? I've always Ivan, just... Ivan something? Yeah, I've always just called we him We know Russian he was guy. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully no one from Russia is listening. Sorry. But... Um, so... In, I, I never really got the feel for this in Rocky. Maybe it's just been too long since I've seen him, but they really hammer home in Creed that Apollo was the goat. Like he was our Muhammad Ali basically. Mm -hmm. And I guess they do, it, it shows that in the movies, they just don't really talk about the boxing like scene as a whole in the Rocky movies, at least from what I remember. Um, so the movie is Michael B. Jordan, uh, Adonis Creed. Growing up, he, he grows up in homes because his, his mom actually passes away when he's young. And then he, his Apollo's wife actually takes him in. So it's a, it's a very interesting way he's raised, but he's raised with in a loving house after the certain after a certain age of growing up in homes and in juvie. Um, but he wants to become a boxer and he starts boxing on his own, but no one will train him because they know a little bit about his past and that he's maybe they maybe think he's too wealthy to do it. Um, so he moves to Philadelphia. Um, against his mother's wishes to find Rocky Balboa because Rocky will train him because he's Apollo's kid. So it is this kind of weird, like he doesn't want to take Creed's name because he doesn't want to ride the coattails and mm -hmm. like he wants to make it on his own. But it's like, well, would Rocky be training you if you weren't Apollo's kid? Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he would be. Rocky's a pretty cool guy. Doesn't have much else going on. Um, but the relationship they form throughout the movie is so much fun to me. And it's so beautiful. Sylvester Stallone is absolutely incredible in this movie. Like as a supporting actor, he is, he gives an incredible performance um, because 
he does his character Rocky Balboa gets cancer and he he's dealing with cancer in this movie and if you had told me going into the movie that it's like here's here's the premise Adonis is this and that and Rocky's gonna get cancer I'd be like that's probably too much yeah but yeah. the way they do it every good sports movie has a has a training montage the way they do it uh, Adonis is training for the fight and Rocky's training to beat cancer at the same time. And they do it together. And it's so, it's, uh, it's so beautiful. And yeah, there, I can, I could talk about this movie forever. Um, I also wanted to say Ludwig, I think is, I think it's pronounced Gorenson is in this. You, you may know him. Uh, he's a music producer. He's actually in the movie, but he does the, he's done a few scores for uh, Ryan Coogler um, he's most famous for being Childish Gambino's producer. Oh, okay. And he like famously made the music for Redbones. No. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to hum it. I'm no, not gonna please do. To... No, I can't do that. <laughs> um, uh, but the, and also the fight scenes in this movie are incredibly filmed. The final fight scene between um, adonis and pretty ricky is it's so cool and like the you don't even notice that the music's not playing because you're on the edge of your seat and then adonis gets his first hit and the apollo creed music starts playing and it's like oh my gosh i'm going crazy right now it's that type of movie it's that type of fight scene and um have you seen creed i'll admit um you haven't seen creed i've not seen creed I'm, I'm really familiar with the whole rocky franchise I've, and you haven't seen creed yeah i don't have a good excuse oh. for that one all right. Uh, tweet at us if no, that's the one we're doing. No, you no need to tweet at us. This is the one you're getting. No, I Stallone and and Michael B. Jordan, um, two of the best to ever do it, in my opinion. Even though especially Michael, for sports movies, yeah. Even though Michael B. Jordan, another Friday Night Lights plug we made wrap back around the foreshadowing. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> all roads lead to Friday Night Lights. Um, but no, that, that is, I don't really have a good excuse for having not seen it, but I, I failed it. you as a friend. <laughs> I can't believe I failed you this, this incredibly. Sorry, man. Well, I, I don't, I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about it. There's nothing but good things to say about it. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, literally perfect. <laughs> all right why don't we why don't we keep this moving what's what's your next category and movie my next category movie that is the last one that is not friday night lights is the category is the idea of a climactic final game or competition and for this one of all of the movies you could possibly pick i picked karate kid yes <laughs> sweep the leg johnny sweep the leg. <laughs> and i don't know whether this may not technically be considered a sports movie i think it i think it pretty plainly is i'd say it has to be it, it does it, it's about a lot more than just sports but it's a nice it, little teen it, drama sports movie yeah and it's takes a look at a different sport that maybe you're not as familiar with and kind of puts you in the shoes of daniel the main character daniel son and um who He's not really familiar with it, and you're not either. So you're learning um, along with him from Mr. Miyagi, who would be another great choice for your mentor category. Yeah, this, one would, of the great, this would work very well. One of the great mentor characters in any movie. Um, but I pick this. There, you can call some, him Sensei if you want sensei. to. <laughs> there are so many things I like about this movie, but the final competition really stands out to me. 
um, just because it's so different than what you're used to. Um, and seeing Daniel work and overcome the odds and know that he's fighting not just for really not at all to get like a championship or anything, but he's fighting for the respect of, you know, the guys who've been bullying him and, and, and beating him up. And um, the theme music that like, I, I won't try to hum or sing this if you're not going to sing Redbone, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's this. <laughs> nope, not going to do it. <laughs> um, but it's, it kind of rides the line between, it's it's kind of fun, but it's also very intense and on the edge of your seat at the same time. And then you really, really start to hate the other guys and, and their coach and they're being dirty and they figure out his leg is hurt and then calls calls him over and says, is it sweep the leg or sweep the lick? What's sweep the, the leg. Leg, okay, yeah. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Yeah. And I don't know. Tweet us if we're wrong. <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Correct all things that we've been butchering at this point. We really just want you to follow us on Twitter. Yeah, that's all we do. want. Yeah. We tweet the pods when we're going to do it. It's yeah. great. Follow us. Um, <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug for ourselves. Yeah. How dare we? But um, I, the, the kids that, that Daniel's going up against, <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite sports movie moments of all time is in, in the last match when Daniel's fighting Johnny and one of Johnny's friends is just going completely nuts on the side. He's just losing his mind. He's like, get him a body bag. <laughs> it's just, that kid is just so invested in that world. That, they may not even cast someone. They might have just grabbed a kid off the street who they're like, yeah, you look like a kid who would do this. He just kept showing up at <laughs> filming. <laughs> he was just, just that say, into it. Just say what he thought it was a real karate tournament. Normally say, but the, and then the way that Daniel overcomes with the, the crane pose and oh, yeah. um, overcoming his own injury. And it's such a convincing and heartfelt victory that he gets even Johnny to turn back to his side. And Johnny goes and hands him the trophy and tells him, you earned this. So, so much cheesy, intense goodness. I, it's it's just, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, weren't you saying that... Uh... The cheesiness of remember, remember the Titans kept it off the. <laughs> <laughs> the I never Rush said. Board. I never said which one between these I like better as a sports movie though. Okay. So they they both have their place, and it's a little bit more ingrained into the whole environment of Karate Kid. It's Karate Kid's not dealing with the quite as intense and heavy themes as racism and segregation and bigotry. Really? It's more just about a kid. School bullies or it's, aren't that big. Well, not that it's light, but the the tone that like the rest <laughs> of the movie takes. You know, I got gotcha. you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're getting close. We're, we're getting close. We're getting closer. Any, the road's coming to an end. You have anything else about Karate Kid? I know. I know you're a fan of that movie and that franchise too. It's been a while since I've seen the first one. To be honest, mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm about to rewatch all of them though because I want to start Cobra Kai. Right, I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah, we should just watch that together. Man, we're, this list is piling up. Uh, send us a DM on Twitter if you want us to commentary the entire <laughs> entirety of the three seasons of Cobra Kai. <laughs> Feel like you're part of the pod. Join us. <laughs> um, I, I don't really have much more to add. You yeah. I, you did a pretty good job of capturing it. There's like you said, there's not like a whole ton going on. It's a great, it's a great. It almost fits like the boxing movie mold. Mm -hmm. in but a way. younger age, younger different age. problems and environment. Yeah. So absolutely, 
needs to be mentioned when talking about great sports movies, I would say. Yeah. Also so, also very quotable. Good pick. I like that pick. Whack. I, I wanted to shake it up a little bit. I'm kind of jealous of that pick, actually. I, I like another thing about sports movies that I like is, like, I have a lot of, you know, football, basketball, baseball ones, sports I'm more familiar with and a fan of. Mm-hmm. And that's my top movies. But a, a good sports movie, you don't really need to know or understand the sport. You know, like all your Rocky movies or or Karate Kid or even Miracle about hockey. Like, it's things I don't understand on very deep of a level, but the Jeez. same themes. We're not going to talk about Miracle on this podcast. <laughs> no, oh, my it's, gosh. It's five, five is a very, it's a very short. We'll probably to, come back to sports movies yeah, at some point. The Redux edition. Um, I think you're going to get a kick out of my next category. Okay. Is it my turn to go? Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to say it's a stretch, but I, I'm i comfortable with, with it. So my last category was a hero you want to cheer for. Uh, this category is a villain you just want to destroy. You want to beat uh-huh. the villain. Uh-huh. For this movie, I chose what maybe it's probably I would put it in the same class of great movie as Creed, um, but it's Moneyball. Okay, yeah. with Brad Pitt, yeah, Jonah Hill, showing showing kind of the story of Billy Bean, the the Oakland Athletics manager, kind of showing the introduction of analytics and and what is commonly referred to as Moneyball now. Um, so I don't have to get into the idea of the movie too heavily. But in the movie, the, the Oakland Athletics do not have enough money to compete with bigger market teams. They cannot afford to pay great players. So they have to start getting creative. They have to start getting creative to figure out how to win games without top tier talent uh, as ter- in terms of how contracts would value them. Mm-hmm. And so Brad Pitt finds this kid, Jonah Hill, and offers him a position and because Jonah Hill knows the stats and he knows who gets on base. Um, but basically, so they're doing it completely differently than anyone has ever played baseball before. And he's getting flack from not only his own staff, but his his manager, every uh, like sports writer in the country is just bashing how they're trying to do this. And so analytics is actually kind of the hero of the movie per se. It's not necessarily Billy Bean, which mm-hmm. might be weird to say, but like the actual like idea of Moneyball and how to play baseball, how the stats say you should, is that kind of the hero. So which may which makes the skeptics and the doubters and the old old baseball because now even even large market teams use these principles like the Dodgers and the Red Sox play by these rules. Mm -hmm. Like Billy Bean ends up going to be the general manager of the Red Sox later. Yeah. Um, Not to jut in on here, but the the funny thing I was just thinking about this movie today, I watched it pretty recently too. And it's definitely up there for me, but um, the first time he walks into the room of his scouts and proposes the idea of not going off of just gut feeling an observation but stats and they're looking at him like he's completely crazy and they like bite his head off and like how different that is from like today where like literally everything in baseball is stats related and mm-hmm. you don't you could you could argue that the dodgers were helped to win the world series by um a decision by the Rays manager that was uh, analytics it's related. not like they wouldn't have won the series anyway yeah but 
that you can say that like the Rays handed it to him by taking off. It's like it's not like it was Game Seven and it, you guys didn't have the lead. Yeah. So yeah. like I don't get how you handed it to them. <laughs> anyway, no, continue though. Uh, where was I? I don't even remember where I was, Ben. What the heck? Uh, it's also, it's a really funny movie, too. Yeah. Do you remember the scene when the, Chris Pratt is in this movie? And he, this this he, movie's got a lot. It's got a pretty good cast. Yeah. Um, and they're all good in it, too. Um, but Chris Pratt is playing, plays this guy, I think it's Scott. Scott, Scott Hattenberg. Scott Hattenberg. Um, I couldn't remember if it was Mike, but he plays this guy who, he, he was a great catcher for a long time, but he couldn't throw anymore. His elbow was shot. So they wanted to move him to first base. And they and he's Billy Beans going, oh, it's easy. We can teach you how to play first base. Tell him. And, it, like, this coach is with him. And he, he's just like, he goes, it's incredibly hard. <laughs> it's like, what about the fans? And the coach goes, a great idea. Maybe I could teach one of them how to play. <laughs> but I, you're not here for me to quote the whole movie. But Billy. It's another Billy great Be- idea for a show. Just, just seeing how many, how go much of a movie we can quote. And compare it to the real. DM us what movie you want us to do. Um Billy Bean, played by Brad Pitt, phenomenal. A great, a great Brad Pitt performance. Also, equally great Jonah Hill performance. Oh yeah, very good. Um, the movie is fun. It keeps you on your toes. It's historically accurate. Um, the the way they filmed the A's eventual twenty game winning streak, which is kind of where analytics kind of started proven its value like they started winning games they were they were a really good team even though they didn't have this top tier talent and it's it was really funny how they highlighted in the movie how when the team was really bad it was billy bean's fault and then once the team was great it was like how great is the manager managing the team it's like credit yeah exactly and i'm not saying the manager shouldn't have gotten credit in the movie they portray it as billy bean should have gotten all the credit but obviously you have to manage the team well as, as well but so it's just you want it to work so badly and then it finally starts working and you're like, yes, analytics rocks. <laughs> you will <laughs> be rooting for numbers. Okay, boomer, like your way is <laughs> over. Analytics. <laughs> analytics are here. Kind I mean, I'm not wrong. <laughs> um, not. <laughs> so it might be a stretch to use Moneyball as my example for a villain you want to be, but I that's how it worked out. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at that movie, too. I'm a big fan. Because it's not like they don't end up winning the World Series. They never, they haven't yet. Billy Bean is once again the general manager. Still he still is, right? He's yeah. still there, yeah. I know he went back. Um, I didn't know if he retired or something. But he, yeah. And it, it's really cool, too, how they slowly show you Billy Bean's past as like, the scouts thought he was going to be great, but then he didn't pan out. And so he was, he was like, well, what's wrong? Are the scouts wrong or are the stats wrong? And so he had, he was a great, a great person to kind of introduce this idea yeah. of undervalued players versus overvalued players. And um, if you're a baseball fan, for sure, this is a must watch movie. It's also a must watch book or must watch book. <laughs> a must read. A must, it's also a must read book uh, too. If you're a big baseball fan, um, you can learn a lot. Uh, but yeah, that is my fourth movie and a fourth theme. Another thing I appreciate about that movie is the balance they have with like the on-field action. They don't try to like film too much like baseball action happening. They mm-hmm. they intersperse a lot of like actual real life footage from the games and show it as kind of like a montage because the point isn't like the play on the field. The point is you know, the ideas being thrown around and argued over 
behind it. So it, it tells the story uh, really effectively. Um, yeah, a lot of things to like about that movie, though. A lot, yeah. So what's up, Ben? So what are we? What are we at? Where I have done four of my five. It's that time, huh? I think I've. It's all been leading to this. Two. I've done four or five. Yeah. We've only got one movie left. And we do share this movie. We do share this movie. I saw this movie for the first time this week. And it's already made his, his list of, not necessarily top five, but exemplified one of the top five characters. I feel like I had to. Had to put it in. I can't believe I made it through four years of playing high school football and, and, I, never, never and I never saw Friday Night Lights. I watched the TV show, but I never saw the movie. Yeah. Which we can get into the TV show discussion later because that came after the movie. Yeah. That's its own animal. It's close to making my list of top five most bingeable shows ever. If you want to go back to episode two and, and listen to that, all the way back to episode two, all the way back. Um, I don't know. Do you do you want to go with your category or do you want me to start I, so you can close out? Yeah. Uh, so I that's probably fair. My category probably won't be as cool as yours. And I'll tell you about um, how you're wrong about this movie. It's, <laughs> it's my favorite sports movie. It's in my opinion is automatically correct. Uh, okay. Well, for my theme, I put. A strong cast mm. so uh, most most sports movies besides like fighting movies are very um there, there's large ensembles of a lot of people you're dealing with a whole team so there's got to be strong characters all over the place so not only does friday night lights have that but the other side of this is uh i i always get taken out of a sports movie if the actors don't look like they can play the sport mm -hmm. so Remember the Titans kind of suffers from this. Like it doesn't. They don't. Ryan Gosling's playing a high school football player. Yeah, like they, <laughs> they don't really like. In Friday, this movie, Friday Night Lights, the football looks legit. Oh, like this football is yeah. incredible, and like it's really those actors, isn't it? Like I believe so. Yeah. Like when Winchell catches that touchdown, like that's like his face is in the scene yeah. the whole time. Like yeah. he caught that ball. Like, but the the football looks legit. Uh, the only thing I will say about the cast, um, I'll say two things. When they go to the state championship and play Carter, and that ginormous 35-year-old guy comes out in a football uniform, I was like, you expect me to believe that guy's in high school? It's a 35-year-old man. Like, he's balding and has a 5 o'clock shadow. Like, you expect me to believe he's the defensive tackle for this high school football team? Hey, you never know. <laughs> um, and this might be a hot take. I don't know how you'll react to this. I wasn't crazy about Billy Bob Thornton as the head coach. Okay. I... I think if you can, as we compare the movie to the show, I was I'm a much bigger Eric Coach Taylor fan than I was of Billy Bob in this movie. I'm not saying he was bad. It was just it was like he was either talking or coach yelling. Yeah. And I I don't know. He yelled like, "Are you kidding me? Did you see that?" So many times. At one point, I just expected him to be like, "Did you see that? That was awesome." I was like, "What is going on?" Um, but. I, well, I will say that, but there were also two performances that really stood out to me were uh, Booby and his uncle. I thought those two actors really shined. I thought Booby, put Booby in. I thought, <laughs> oh, man, put Booby in. <laughs> I, I thought the guy, uh, his name was Derek Luke. Derek Luke. Um, Derek Luke was was absolutely incredible in this movie. There's the scene when he's he's crying in the car, and I was just blown away at how I'm, good. I'm so he, glad you brought that up. All right, but yeah, that's that's what we, I would I would talk about. No, I, I'll definitely piggyback off the character thing. You mentioned Derek Luke. He um, in this movie, he's 
I, I would argue maybe the best performance in the whole movie. He's also very good in Glory Road um, as Bobby Joe Hill. And then um, also in the show The Americans, he has sort of a limited in-and-out role. He's like your favorite actor, isn't he? And he's, I mean, now that I think about it, he's he's up there. I, I wouldn't, There's not a huge volume of, of shows or movies I've seen him in. But in The Americans, he has a small role, but it's, I'd argue it's maybe the best acted role in the whole show. Um, but that's another discussion. <laughs> <laughs> and, but no, as, as far as, um, I'll address the Billy Bob Thornton thing first. Um, I thought, like you said, I mean, he's fine. He's not really the focus. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just he's sort of one smaller, one smaller cog in the whole machine where the TV show, you know, Kyle Chandler turns in a very, very good performance. And he's Coach like Taylor. the main, he's basically the main yeah, character. Yeah, things kind of revolve around him more. But um, no, Derek Luke is Booby Miles, though. It's, um, you mentioned the scene where he breaks down and cries with his uncle. And um, that was so, both on a character level and a writing level, were so good because, so Booby's arc is basically, he's the best player on the team. He's the best athlete on the team. He's basically the reason for the team's success. He's going to be a Division One player. He's getting all these offers and everything, but he's very stuck up and cocky um, because of his ability. Um, th- th- there's this scene where they're they're lifting, and he's just like reading all his recruiting letters while everyone's working out, and then he leaves without lifting. Like, hey, Booby, you didn't lift. And he's like, I don't got to lift. I just got to show up. This so is all God-given. Yeah, he says, this is God-given. He's like, all I got to do is show up. <laughs> it's like, is that like a joke? Like, that's something someone says is a joke. But like he believes it, and he like is, is so good. But then he gets hurt and has a season-ending injury. And he gets and he kind of gets hurt away. because of his own arrogance right. too. Yeah, like it was supposed to be the backup in, but the backup couldn't find his helmet, mm-hmm. so instead of handing him his helmet, he just goes back in the game. Yeah, and um, he has it all stripped away, and he has to watch from the sidelines. He's he's trying to come back. He's he's not fully healthy, but he's trying to play. And like man, he's just he's got so much pride and and arrogance that he thinks he has to be out there. But you realize that's really not the case. Um, Right before, I think it's right before between like the semifinal and the championship game. And the team has kind of gone on this run without him. And they're all, they're all in there in the locker room. And he's like cleaning out his locker because he Mm. knows his season is done. He's, he's tried to come back and play, but he just got hurt even worse. And he knows he's done. And he's he's still running his mouth and everything, and he tosses someone his name, but say like, this is gonna be worth a lot of money someday. He's like, he's still acting all cocky and everything. And he kind of saunters out of the locker room and gets in the car with his uncle, and he just absolutely loses it and breaks down bawling. He's like, like you can you hardly even like understand what he's all saying. All I know is football. He's like, like, all what I, else all is I there? know how to do is play football, and you and. He says something along the lines of like, I was going to buy you a house and like help take care of you to his uncle. And you realize the whole time, this whole persona he's had, it's just been this wall that he's built up um, to help him perform when really underneath he was soft and insecure and really just wanted to help like take care of his family and provide. And when he had that stripped away, he didn't know how to act and it all just comes crashing down at that point and he just he just kills it in that scene it gets me every single time so yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that you that you brought that one up that's one of the, not only one of maybe the most impressive acting i've seen in a sports movie but just 
flat out one of the most impressive scenes I've I've seen. Like mm-hmm. he was, it was a very, very touching scene. Yeah, and, and Billy Bob Thornton's probably his best work in a movie comes with a booby storyline where, mm-hmm. so basically, when when he get booby gets hurt the first time, and he goes to the doctor, and the doctor says like, "You're done. Like you can't play. Like there's no way." But then he booby is so hard headed that he goes back and he's like, I'm gonna play no matter what. And he tells the coach, like, the doctor told me, like, I'm good, like I'm clear. And the coach can like kind of see, like, you can kind of tell like that's not actually true. Like he's kind of like BSing him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the coach is also under extreme pressure to win, or else he's gonna get fired and have to move his family and uproot his family and everything. So he's kind of having to weigh the choice of do I put this kid back on the field and um live with the consequences yeah. or or don't when, and live with the consequences. Yeah, because it's my job. It's like my whole staff's job. It's my family having to move. And the, none of that's ever really said. It's just kind of very subtle. And you can kind of see it, you know, playing out in the background. So lots of little little moments like that um, help kind of string it all together. Well, look at that. We made it. Well, kind I didn't of. even... Um, I didn't say my last category as it relates to those. Oh my gosh, you didn't. No. Your category oh, wasn't your category wasn't my category? We didn't pick the same thing? Um Yeah, you were oh, oh you yeah. were just I mean I could talk all day about the cast. No, no, keep keep what's okay, before, my before bad. I jump into that though. Um, my bad of the cast. <laughs> we mentioned Lucas Black, who plays Mike Winchell. And I think this is the only role that uh Lucas Black ever actually plays well. I don't think he can really play anything else besides a high school quarterback from Texas. <laughs> um, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I just know I've seen like five minutes of him in a Fast and Furious movie and I'm like, no. Didn't he play Pee Wee Reese? And then I remembered he was in 42 and he actually did a pretty good He was role. okay, yeah. Yeah. But, no, I mean, like nothing to write home about, but no. he wasn't the main character. He wasn't a huge character in the but movie. But sh- comparatively, he shines as... <laughs> And he has his own um, nice story, um, yeah. And Friday Night Lights too. But but no, my category um, was has the same emotional impacts every time you watch it. Oh yeah. And I've now seen this movie like at least a dozen times probably, and the last scene after the championship game still makes me tear up every single time. Yeah. Like like you've you've got a long way to go on this journey however many times you watch this movie but it it never you never get over it um we won't spoil it because this is one you have to go experience for yourself but um no words just music and footage and um the aftermath of the championship game it's something that you really can't forget and um that that's what makes a good sports movie whether that emotional impact is you know like tears whether it's you laugh at it every time whether you're inspired by it every time it's something you can keep coming back to and keep getting something out of it um i think that's just a really really not a good mark of any movie but um sports movies in particular and that's where you know you separate the wheat from the chaff so to speak but that's all okay quick <laughs> before we let's be quick wrap up so we did five movies with five themes for what makes a great sports movie off the top of your head can you do a quick mount rushmore for sports movies Oof. what's your best what's the best four four um friday night lights hoosiers um i have to go remember the titans and 
Oh, so it did make your Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I, it's up there. It's probably number three for me. It's not too cheesy for you? <laughs> okay. Um, and honestly, I would go sugar. Really? Yeah. And it, it, snuck, it's not one that I like grew up with, per se. Okay. But um, yeah, I'd go Friday Night Lights, Remember the Titans, Hoosiers, and Sugar hitting from different directions there. What about you? Um, so I'm going to do... I mean, Sandlot is on it. Um, I, it's tough because I don't know if I want to say Rocky or if I want to say Creed. Yeah, because Creed isn't Creed without Rocky. Yeah, but also I think Creed's probably... I think I like the movie Creed more than I like the movie Rocky, but obviously Creed doesn't exist without Rocky. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm going to say Rocky. Um, I'm going to say 42 as well, just because... Dodgers. It's a big, it's a big Dodgers connection, but also just the historical significance of that story and how sure. they, how good of a job they did yeah. showing it. Um, what was the other one? I forgot about a good one. Um, have you talked about it? Or? No, I didn't talk about it today. I thought of it while we were recording, but now I can't think of it. I'm gonna blame you. Okay. <laughs> um. I, oh, remember the Titans. We did talk about. Remember yeah we did um i I even, talked about I even i even said while while uh i was doing it that was a mount rushmore movie um but yeah any honorable mentions for you um because i don't have any i don't know why there, there's so on. many that are good but don't quite hit that mount rushmore level the the ones that i have on that mount rushmore level are special Mm-hmm. And anything beyond that is good and enjoyable, but not quite, mm-hmm. you know, that impact. Not something that I could watch infinite number of times and, you know, come back to. Sure. But I, we didn't really get into, like, sports comedy at all, but I'm, I'm a sucker for Adam Sandler <laughs> and Waterboy and Happy Gilmore. Those kind of have a Longest Yard. Place. Longest Yard is another yeah. good one. Those have a special place. I'm a, I'm a big Waterboy fan. Yeah. That movie's very funny. <laughs> but we what we didn't touch on, though, with um, Friday Night Lights... Oh, the TV show. They turned it into a TV show. Yeah, and they kept a couple actors, too. They did, yep. Uh, Tammy Taylor and Buddy Garrity were in the original Friday Night Lights movie. Which, you told me that before I watched the movie, which... And, like, in the show, those two are, like... They're two of the main characters. They're two of the main characters. And in the movie, they're, like... They're, like, Buddy Garrity is, has a decent-sized role, but Tammy's, like, barely in it. Yeah, background. Like, she, she's just the coach's wife. And in her first scene, she's not even sitting next to the coach. So you have no idea who this person is. And then it's like, oh, it's his wife, I yeah. guess. Like, <laughs> Which is amazing, then, that they identified them as people who would make this TV show yeah. kind of tick. And like, they were, yeah, like they were really good. In they were the TV very show good. Too. Yeah. Um, um, so. It's actually, it, it's the share, the TV show shares a bunch of the same DNA as the movie. I mean, Peter Berg okay. was in charge of the movie and he, and like the soundtrack is all the same. Um, I believe not yeah. really the same, but it's the same pulled from the same cut from the same cloth, if you will. And then there are a lot of character parallels, um, Mike Winchell, Matt Saracen, mm-hmm. the awkward, put on the spot quarterback. Jason, Jason, Jason Street Jason getting Street doesn't have his. Um, I, they kind of, I guess, pull. Was they he? pull Booby into two yeah. different characters. Smash Williams is him, personality wise. Yeah. Um, and then Jason Street, you know, suffers the injury and has to find oh. a new 
This is kind of making me want to realize yeah, that no, show. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've been through that twice, I think. Um, and some of it works really well. A lot of it doesn't, of but it it's doesn't. still they, fun. When you have to fill multiple seasons of a network TV show, you start to go in some questionable directions. Yeah. Like, let's have a plot about murder cover-up at our high school football TV show. I, I mean, why not? I totally forgot about that. That's crazy. Um, and also, uh, one of the later seasons was my... I'm pretty sure it was my first introduction to Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, me the too. The first place I saw him. He was in... He's been in some other stuff. Like he was in the Wire, and the and that Parenthood show. Yeah, he around the same age he was at, but this was the first one I saw for him. Oh, he's very good in that too. Um, and I don't think it was really a breakout show for a lot of people. I can't think of many people in it who went on to do other huge things. That Kyle Chandler. Yeah, up here. And it's there. just kept Kyle Chandler around. Um, the the actress who plays Tammy, I can't remember her name at the moment, but she's done some pretty big stuff since. Like that, what's that Tennessee show? I don't know. Oh, That's not what this uh, pod's about. No. <laughs> Is it the nine one one show, or no. are you thinking of a different? One? No, it was with, it was with Nashville. Yeah, with Aiden Panettiere, I think. Okay. Who was in Rumor of Titans? Look at that. Yeah, it's connected circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I do want to go back and watch Friday Night Lights, but here's a fun question: What sport did we not talk about today that you think should be more? properly represented in the sport movie culture because there's obviously a few sports that are overly saturated like football baseball and boxing mm-hmm. um i would love to see I, i'm not saying there aren't good ones already but something in more of the track and field area maybe thank um, you not just saying that thank you your benefit <laughs> but um the chariots of fire is one um what was it called the one about, was it Jesse Owens at the Olympics? Was that race? Or am I thinking of something else? Mm, I'm not sure. I might it's not, I'm not, I'm not remembering. That. I don't know. But I feel like that's something, that, that's a, something you wouldn't think about making a sports movie of. Um, but it, it's hard for me to say that, really, because we, my, my favorite sports are all really well represented yeah. in the genre. Do you have any thoughts on that? I was going to say, like... I don't know. Fighting, fighting are always cool. Uh, my main honorable mention is Warrior, mm-hmm. and so like MMA movies, stuff like that, which is pretty much just an extension of boxing, I guess, as in in terms of like style for the movie. Um, I mean, there's like, have, when was the last time you saw a good swimming movie? I don't know if I ever have. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fencing. Have you seen a good fencing movie? Okay, Besi- we're uh, kind of getting in the weeds. Besides here. Parent Trap, have you seen a good fencing movie? <laughs> Parent Trap was an average fencing movie at best. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're, yeah, we're getting a little too off topic. <laughs> I, I didn't go to Parent Trap on the topic of sports movies. Do not look at me. <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. <laughs> um, so, uh, sports movies, um, you can do a lot of things with them. Uh, we, we hit a lot of different angles on um, what we liked about them. Um, and we overlapped a lot, which I was glad that <laughs> glad that we did. Um, I think it's time though to take a short. We're gonna break. take a short break. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're losing it a little bit. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute with a very special segment of Waywalk.
Yeah, Ben, what are you going to be watching this weekend? Well, welcome back uh, to a very special edition of Wayla. Normally, and by normally, I mean the show's first three episodes, one of us talks about a show or a movie that we've been watching recently. This time, in honor of Super Bowl week, coming up on Sunday, um, the game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the reigning world champion Kansas City Chiefs, we're just going to talk a little bit about the game since we'll both be watching it. Um, I only watch for the commercials. Yeah, so. you're one of those guys. I, I would almost, okay, not almost. I this Disclaimer, I'm a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. Um, have been for most of my life. So it's an exaggeration when I say this, but I've been almost... a Chiefs fan for two years. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> okay, yeah. Don't even test me with that. I was there when Tyler Thigpen was their quarterback, and they were just incompetent as could be. It was painful. <laughs> anyway, um, I could have a different podcast for talking about the Chiefs, and I don't think anyone really wants to hear that. Well, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I would almost watch it just for the halftime show. Because I'm a huge fan of the weekends. And I, I heard it's 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 gonna be fantastic. Oh, he's he's top notch. He's as far as I'm concerned, he's like on top of the music world right now. He's, he's very he, good live. I heard he put like four million dollars of his own money into production for it because he wanted it to be perfect. I wouldn't surprise me. Like I was when I heard that, I was like, okay, wait, this is gonna be great. <laughs> no, I'm pumped for that. I'll be engaged from start to finish. But anyway, um, we've got an intriguing matchup. I think we've got. The young buck, Patrick Mahomes, against the old goat. The young buck versus the old buccaneer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tompa Tom, if you will. I won't. <laughs> uh, but uh, what are you looking forward to with this game? Uh, I am. I am truly. I, I am truly hoping the Chiefs win. You know me. I'm not the he- biggest Chiefs apologist. Um, no or pen. Kansas City sports fan no just, ben, that's but sure. um being from the generation that is it's kind of how i see basketball so lebron's our guy because he's the he's been the best player since we've been interested in the nba and like i so desperately want him to be the goat over mj because he's mine like my my, my dad had mj i have lebron mm-hmm. like i want him to be the goat for that reason so my arguments around him being the goat are rationalized by that and as tony romo said he's like i don't like patrick mahomes will never be will never surpass brady unless he beats him this time so i really want mahomes to be able to beat brady so that someday mahomes will be considered the goat sure because i want i want our guy to be the goat like he's our generation's greatest player like and oh my goodness is he good and i just love watching him play football so that's mainly what i'm excited for yeah I mean, it's going to be really interesting. Um, one, these teams have played each other already, and it was in Tampa Bay. Um, and As the is Chiefs, the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, very interesting setup there. Um, and the Chiefs won that first game, but things are a little different this time around. The Bucks are playing much better at this point. They've kind of... Don't think they're going to give up 200 yards to Tyreek this time? In the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing to watch is the Chiefs' offensive line is basically not... Uh, functioning right now um of the five guys they started this were playing to start the season with only one of them is still playing and that was a guy who got benched halfway through the year uh their center austin Ryder. so um going up against a really good bucks defense especially defensive front 
that gives me a little bit of concern, but I just think Mahomes is too good and in a moment like this. He's got he's too good. He's got too many weapons around him. The defense steps up and gets a turnover late. Um and I, I find it hard. First of all, I mean I'm rooting so hard for my team, but I find it difficult to pick against Patrick Mahomes, who's he's like twenty five and one in like his last twenty six starts or something like that. So I mean if anyone can beat him, it's Tom Brady. But the way I see it, I'm I'm taking the Chiefs in a close one, thirty one to twenty four. I don't know if you nice. ever pick. Uh, well, I'm picking the Chiefs. I haven't really thought about score all that much, but I was. I mean, I would have done something in like the the low thirties to high twenties type of thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not the smartest football fan out there, so I'm not going to pretend to really say is. I can predict scores. Uh, I do think. Well, watch this uh, score prediction be exactly right. I don't. I. I guess I wasn't thinking about the Chiefs' offensive line troubles, but. At first, when I saw the matchup, I was like, well, this is, seems like a pretty, like the Chiefs should be pretty heavily favored, probably. Right. But I think what's the line, like three and a half? Yeah, Chiefs favored by three. Okay, three. Um, so I like those odds. If I was a betting man, I'd be putting a decent bit of money on the Chiefs mm-hmm. and maybe finding some fun bets or whatnot on but, but like you Travis said, Kelsey yards over yards. But. <laughs> you should pick it. And pick up that all day, but like you said, you're only there for the commercials. So I mean, pretty much in the good times, Super Bowls are always fun. Yeah, it's a cultural event. Well, I think that's just about. Gonna yeah, so hopefully us. you watch the Super Bowl this weekend. Yeah, we're they're, doing our endorsement for it. They're paying us a lot of money to make sure you guys do so. Who's use our promo code <laughs> B and P to get. <laughs> what could our promo code possibly get you? From the Super Bowl. I can't even come up with anything. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for tuning in once again to the We Don't Watch Everything podcast. Uh, I hope you have a great night and uh, enjoy your double or episode week. Yeah. Yeah, we Crazy dropped one stuff. yesterday. We're dropping back-to-back episodes in the same yeah. week. It's, it puts the pressure on for next week to yeah, at least get one out. Um, but yeah, in, enjoy your Super Bowl weekend. Stay safe. Uh, get to work on Monday. Uh, that's it. That's goodbye.